Welcome back into Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson and Ryan LaVoy in the Auburn area at our studios on South College Street. And so thrilled to go to the phone lines and chat with our next guest, a very special guest, an assistant coach for the Auburn Tigers, Stephen Pearl, kind enough to join us here today. Coach, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you? JJ Ryan, I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing? Very well as well. Thank you for asking. It has been uh, quite the summer for you when you think about uh, a team celebrating a couple of first-round draft picks, your foreign tour to Israel, celebrating the SEC championship this past weekend, and oh yeah, let's throw in the fact that you got married officially this summer. Uh, <laughs> how, how would you uh, how would you best describe the summer that you've had? Yeah, it's been busy, to say the least. I mean, it feels like the season really never ended, uh, like you said, going from uh, an SEC championship to the NCAA tournament to Walker and Jabari uh, getting drafted in the first round to bringing our new our new players in, you know, being the transfer portal, um, having summer workouts, having 10 extra practices for our trip to Israel, actually going to Israel, and then all the while trying to not step in the way of my, my wife uh, and her trying to plan our wedding uh, that was going on in August. So it, it was a wild summer, but, but an amazing one for sure. And here we are now on the eve of another college basketball season getting started, and what a fun group that you've got coming in. More freshmen added to the mix, a couple of transfers joining the fun as well. From the basketball side of things, getting to see these guys in summer workouts, what do you enjoy the most about summer? The best part about summer is just the development aspect of things. Summer is a really good time to, to really hone in on your skills, work on some things that you, know, you may not have been as good at the year before, but also just trying to perfect a few things that you are really good at. So uh, taking what we did last year, guys you know, wanting to improve on certain things, uh, us as a team having to improve on certain things, but then also trying to figure out how these new guys fit in. You know, We have three freshmen and a, and a transfer uh, four guys that you know are, are all really good players, and we got to find ways to kind of plug them into to gaps. Uh, a very interesting part of it this year was obviously trying to replace two first-round draft picks. You know, Jabari and Walker. You know, arguably two of the the best big men to ever play at Auburn. You know, how, how do you fill those roles? How do you fill those holes and and, and those points and those block shots and those minutes? And you know, I thought I thought we did a really good job of of landing a couple of really good players in, in Janai Broom and Yoan Charor, um, two really talented prospects, uh, guys that we think can, can really help us at those positions, but then adding some depth you know, to our backcourt uh, with Chance Westry you know, and, and Trey Donaldson. Um, so watching those guys come in, you know, trying to figure out the system, understand the system, you know, obviously what was really important this summer and for new guys, these foreign trips are, are so important, and especially just for the chemistry of the team because, you know, per NCAA rules, when you go on these foreign trips, you get an additional 10 days of practice, which for a coach is huge because you get to put in a lot of things in those 10 days that you'd usually be spending time putting in next week when we officially start practice. Uh, that stuff's already been taken care of, so we're already a little bit ahead of the eight ball. Um, and it just, it's just really, it's really beneficial for, for team building, for chemistry, going to, you know, going across the water like that, especially to a place like Israel, which is such an amazing experience. The kids had a blast and, you know, just on the court and off the court. Um, it, it was just an amazing, amazing trip. Let's talk a little bit about more about Israel. And, and obviously Steven, that was a trip that, uh, a teams only get to go on every so often because of, of NCAA rules. It's not something you can do every single year. But uh, the the lead up to it, both uh, personally and professionally, 
uh, was very noteworthy. Obviously, Bruce was was someone that was really excited about the trip and, and wanting to uh, have that mean a lot as a basketball experience, but also as a life experience. So, what did it live up to? All expectations exceed them. What was that trip like? Yeah, I would say it far exceeded all my expectations. I'm, I, I was there in 2009. I played the Maccabi Games, won a gold medal. You know, Leor Berman actually just went over and played gold medals. But I was there in 2009. You know, fast forward, you know, 13 years to 2022. Israel has just grown in so many different ways and it's become such a beautiful, beautiful place. It obviously has all the rich traditions of, you know, the, the biblical aspects and of the Torah. Um, but, you know, the city itself has grown. Now, obviously, you know, leading up to the trip, you know, this is something that, that BP is very passionate about. Israel is something that he's very passionate about. He, he, takes, he takes people over there every man on a big trip um, with USIEA. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that he really wants to introduce to the world of college basketball. Professional basketball is a big deal in Israel. One of the best leagues in, in the world besides the NBA to play professionally. Uh, you know, Americans love going over there to play. And it's just a beautiful place full of rich tradition and food um, and, and culture. And, you know, to get a trip together to allow our guys to experience it, to be the first high major basketball program to take their team to Israel. You know, I think Connecticut did it years ago, um, but Auburn being the first, you know, Power 5 team to, uh, to go over to Israel uh, to break down some, some, some barriers you know, obviously, there was a ton of education that led up to this trip. You know, we had a lot of speakers come in on multiple fronts just to discuss what it's like to go to Israel, talk about the realities of what Israel is, talk about, you know, some of the tensions of some of the surrounding territories around Israel and why there, there are tensions, and, and to allow our kids to understand, you know, just the history of, of that. And then, obviously, the whole biblical aspect of things. A lot of our guys are obviously very into the book, so being able to understand like where they're going to be, where Jesus was, the different things that he did in those different locations, why these things are, are so important you know, to, to their religious history was amazing. And being able to see both sides of it. I think one of the biggest things that our guys came to understand was we're so much, we're so much more similar than we are different. In the world today, I think that's something that gets lost in translation is we always concentrate on our differences, but one of the things that Israel does, I think it really does do a great job of telling us how similar we are in so many different ways. Um, but then to actually get over there, to actually experience those things, to see our guys, you know, obviously going on the tours and how invested and locked in they were uh, to wanting to learn. You know, for the coach, it's very rewarding because I've been on a few of these foreign trips before, and, you know, the, the whole touring aspect, isn't great because they just don't really care. Um, just, you know, you're going to see the Coliseum if you go to Rome. You know, like you're going to see different things in Italy, which, you know, the guys can get excited for for 10 minutes. But to see our guys being intrigued and locked in the entire time, it was really cool because there was a vested interest there because their coach really cares about it. But they also care about it because it's something that they've grown up on. Um, you know, the trip was incredible. Obviously, all the tours. It was organized incredibly well. The food was amazing. You know, we played three games, you know, uh, two of which were, were pretty good competition. One of them was obviously against a team that has nothing but first division pros and NBA players. So we got a great experience, a, a good taste of, of what it was like to, to play some really good players. And then also, you know, the, the most important part for us, outside of all the religious aspects of things, just understanding what our team's all about and, and getting to learn this, this new team and what, what this year is going to look like. 
a truly special trip indeed. And and Stephen, you kind of you've already talked a little bit about it, but you get the ten extra practices, you get those three games. So as we approach the season that is just over a month away now, uh, where do you think the status of this team is? Do you feel it's ahead of schedule based off prior years or right on schedule? Where do you think this team is at uh, in, in the developmental process and, and where do you like to see it? I mean, it's hard to compare to prior teams because every team that – if you think about the teams that we've had over the last five years, like they've been – our teams have been so different, you know. Like in 2018, like that team was, you know, really small. Um, and just really athletic and had a lot of really good shooters. And, you know, we found a way offensively to win a championship. Um, you know, last year's team was probably – last year's team and the, the COVID year team were both probably better defensively. The Final Four team was, was an elite offensive group. So, like, every single team has been so different. But as far as just, like, as, as a staff, like, I think we're just ahead of schedule just because we were able to get those 10 additional practices. Our guys were allowed to obviously play – uh, a little more organized basketball this summer just because we had to practice. We had to put put in the, the beginnings of our offense. So we're ahead from that standpoint, just understanding what we're going to be looking to do in our first couple games. Um, but, you know, as far as, like, you know, comparing them to other teams in the past, it's hard to do because it's such a long season. And, you know, I would expect this team, as the year goes on, you know, to continue to grow and evolve and get better, and that's kind of what we're, what we're hoping Stephen Pearls here with us on Sports Call today talking about Auburn men's basketball the season just over a month away from getting started. And, Coach, you take a look at the roster, obviously a bunch of new players coming in. Before we even focus on anything like that, I never hear as much about this coaching staff for Auburn men's basketball because year to year it's primarily the same guys. Being a part of that staff in itself, speak to what that means to know that they are committed to Auburn, each and every one of you guys coming back year after year. I'm sure there are other opportunities out there for everyone involved, and yet there's something about this place, something about this program that you each want to get to keep continue to be a part of. Yeah, that's a great question, JJ. I mean, it's it, it speaks volumes to one Auburn. You know, Auburn is a special place. Um, you know, these men have have moved their families down here, and their families have grown to love Auburn because you know, let's face it, it's just it's an amazing it's an amazing environment. There's amazing people here. Um, but on top of that, we've built a really, really healthy culture uh, with Auburn basketball. And that's something that's hard to find, I think. You see a lot of these assistant coaches and staffs kind of splitting up and moving on because they're looking for better things. Well, we think we got the best thing right here in Auburn, Alabama. Um, and obviously, I think it would take something special for any of us to want to leave. Have we had opportunities to leave? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, the culture that we've built here, you know, being able to work for Bruce Pearl, who's, you know, one of the best bosses, one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. It's hard to find all those things that kind of come together uh, cohesively and, and form what we've kind of, you know, come accustomed to. Um, so it does speak volumes uh, of the actual town itself, of the people, of the university, and of our program that, you know, none of these guys have really wanted to, to leave. Now, obviously, you know, winning has played a part in that, and that's something that we love. But, you know, we, we went to the Final Four in 2019, and we got a taste of that. And to do that at a place like Auburn is so much more special just because, you know, it hasn't been done before, right? Um, so to do those types of things uh, at Auburn, it's special. It makes you want to do it again and again because um, Auburn appreciates when you, when you put the time and effort and the energy into making it a winner. And that's something that we want to continue to do and continue to build off of. 
And when you're on a coaching staff that continues to win championships and have rings to celebrate it, and you got somebody like your recruiting coordinator and Mike Burgomaster who wants to wear every single ring to the field of Jordan-Hare Stadium this past weekend, <laughs> why leave when you can show off all the bling, Stephen? Yeah, that, that was quite the flex by Coach Burgermaster to go out on the field with, with four rings. I was, I was a little surprised, but uh, I, I respected it. <laughs> All right, so looking at this year's team in particular, with so many newcomers coming in, and you got Janai Broom transferring into the program, play style-wise, what can fans expect? Uh, I think you'll see, you know, pretty pretty similar to the past. We'll play. We'll, we're always going to play up-tempo. You know, we're always going to get up and down. We're going to try and create offense from our defense. Um, you know, that, that's going to stay consistent. You know, um, not a lot's going to change as far as just how we play offensively, you know, because we, we have four men that can stretch the four and shoot it. You know, obviously you got Jalen Williams and, and Yoan Traor both playing the four. They can both shoot the ball from three. So, you know, expect them to do a lot of that, kind of like we've done in the past. Um, you know, Janai is going to be probably our best back-to-basket score that we've had in a long time at Auburn. Uh, we haven't had a guy that's consistently been able to post up and make plays down there, but that's kind of always been his thing. Um, so expect that out of Janai. You know, the guards are going to do what they do. I mean, we're going to get up and down. We're going to shoot threes. We're going to play fast. We're going to share the ball. I was going to zip around the perimeter. Um, so the style of play is not going to change a whole lot. Um, I think it'll be more of a by-committee thing. Somebody's going to have a big game each and every night. It's not going to be the same guy over and over, kind of like it was with Jabari at certain stretches of the year. And you're going to have KD, you're going to have Wendell, you're going to have Al, you're going to have Zepp, you're going to have uh, Janai, you're going to have Jay, like, you know, Chance, like all those guys, Yoan, they could all go off for big nights. So I think that it's going to really be by, you know, which guy's having the hot hand. It's not going to be, you know, there's going to be multiple double-digit scores on the floor every single night. And, um, you know, I think that's what makes teams dangerous when you got multiple guys out there that can put it in the hoop. What do you make of the schedule now that we've been able to look at this entire schedule before SEC play that we're so accustomed to, but a non-conference portion where you're always trying to find ways to get your team set up to compete in the SEC? Break down the schedule for us. Oh, sure as hell did that. I looked at a, uh, a metric the other day, basically the toughest non-conference schedule is best based off the net rankings, and I think we were like number 10 in the country. Wow. So it's safe to say that this is probably the toughest non-conference schedule that, that we've put together. So, you know, you want to talk about Mike Burgomaster wearing all his rings. You can blame Mike Burgomaster for our tough schedule this year because <laughs> he's the one that's in charge of scheduling. So, um, but no, it's, it's important, you know. Um, you know, we're playing Memphis and Atlanta. We're playing St. Louis, who's a top 25 team in Auburn this year. You know, we're playing at USC. We're playing at Washington. You know, our schedule is no joke this year. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to do a really good job of, one, getting us ready for the SEC schedule, um, and, two, just letting us, you know, figure out some adversity before the season really gets started. Um, sometimes teams play these cupcake non-conference schedules, and they don't deal with any adversity before they get to conference play. Well, it's not going to be the case here, you know, with the Auburn Tigers this year. We're going to learn a lot about our guys pretty quickly because we're going to play some really good teams that are going to challenge us that are going to reveal some things about ourselves that, you know, we'll have to figure out as, as the year goes on. But that's what it's all about. Because once you get in the SEC play, as you guys know, like, you know, it's a gauntlet. You know, for us to win 15 games in this conference last year was incredible. Um, something that's really hard to do in the SEC just because, you know, every single night you're playing against a team that can beat you. You know, we, we almost lost to Georgia last year at Georgia, um, and that was the worst team in our conference. That just tells you that any anyone on any given night, you know, can obviously have a good game 
and, and beat you. So you got to be on top of your game. And I think our non-conference schedule will we'll do a good job of getting us ready for that. We're counting down the days at this point until that season gets started, and we know that you are as well. The time, again, so greatly appreciated. I want to start to wrap up our conversation here today. Again, Stephen Pearl is our guest here on Sports Call. You're asked so frequently about what it's like to be on the staff of your father and to have that father-son dynamic and that sort of thing. I don't necessarily want to go in that direction. I'm just curious from the transition from playing to coaching in your life, growing up, I would imagine, Stephen, when you heard Coach Pearl, you knew that folks were always referring to your father. When did Coach Pearl feel normal to you, or does it even feel normal? Yeah, I don't think I've called him dad since, like, middle school. So Coach Pearl's been the norm for the past, like, however many years that's been. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's just kind of how it's just been the consistent, you know. Uh, BP, Coach Pearl, it's just kind of who he's been since, since high school, really. And that's, you know, kind of just what it's always been. Um, you know, playing for him at Tennessee, you, you know, we <laughs> there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows when you play for your dad because, you know, you, you want to be out there, but he's going to do everything he can to make sure that you earn your spot, earn your minutes, and earn your time. So I will say it was a hell of a lot easier, um, you know, coaching for him right now than it was playing for him. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's obviously it's been an amazing blessing. Um, you know, it's been a lot of fun to do this together. Um, because, you know, it's when you go through good times and bad times, you want to do it with your family, right? And uh, we've done that. We've been lucky enough to do that together at Auburn and be able to, you know, which is crazy that we're starting year nine at Auburn, um, to be able to do it with him and the rest of his coaching staff, who, who we all consider his family. You know, there's nothing better than that. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to, to continue doing it. What about people referring to you as Coach Pearl? Has that become normal at any point, or are you still thinking that they're referring to your dad if another person says it? Uh, I mean, it, no, it's kind, of, it's kind of a little more normal. Um, you know, it's either Coach Pearl or, or BP or Bruce's son. So I've gotten used <laughs> to that. And now the other day, somebody uh, at the football game asked about Brittany's husband. So that was a new one. So I was very, very excited for, for a new a new name, a new name tag. So it's, uh, it's, it was all good. What's your pickup game looking like these days? Man, my I got a pinch disc in my lower back. I I'm not playing any pickup basketball. I'm just I just try and stay in shape. <laughs> no 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 pickup basketball. I'm not trying to tear an ACL out there. I, I like walking around too much. You know. Good problem to have. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time, and uh, it's always good to catch up, talk a little Auburn men's basketball. Have to do this again sometime soon. Okay. Absolutely, fellas. Appreciate you guys. That is Stephen Pearl joining us here on Sports Call Tiger ninety five point nine FM.